On today's show, it's part two with my friend Brian Schroeder talking about the NBA draft, and it's on the way right now. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1628 of the Lothar Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. Coming to you on a Monday evening into Tuesday. This is part two. So if you missed part one of a conversation with myself and Brian Schroeder about the NBA draft, I recommend starting with part one. It should be in your podcast platform of choice right now. Again, this is part two, picking up in the middle of that conversation. So without any further delay, part one's available. Here's part two, talking all things draft, myself and Brian. Let's go a little bit further down and talk about some college guys. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll just ask it this way. Who is your favorite college basketball prospect stefan castle from yukon <laughs> yes not a name people, people probably know a lot of i, I know who, i've obviously seen him play a lot he's been I, injured I in college he's been hurt he's just coming back but um well so he's one of those guys in, in high school he's so very obviously he he was the kevin porter jr he went to the kevin porter jr school of watching james harden tape if that makes any sense like there's guys you see, there's, there's guys coming in who, who very obviously watch one specific guy and take, like for a while every six eight guy was watching Kevin Durant tape, and like <laughs> yes. Castle in high school was doing Harden floaters, doing Harden getting to the rim, taking those hits. He's two thirty six six two thirties, and he is he is jacked, like he is very powerful. But honestly, what he's been at UConn is reminding me so much more of NBA Lonzo Ball, hmm. of like. He this guy's guarding up. This guy's guarding two, three, four. He's not a full time point guard, but he's just like a connecting passer. Shot has been fine. Like he he has looked just really impressive to me. Racking up steals. Really looks like an instant like Dyson Daniels type. Like he will play fifteen minutes a game. But probably but the the, the jump shot, if you could promise me, if if you were to show me in ten, in like six years that he was a 38% three-point shooter, I would take a top five because I think he has that kind of versatility. Well, wasn't that kind of the Dyson thing too? Like, yeah. can he can yeah. he shoot? And if, if he yeah. can't, he'll still be okay. But if he can, he becomes a monster kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and by That's the way, really where I'm at with Stefan. And I, I, I'm so just a big six, fan. I've always been a big fan. 6'6"-ish? Six, six, six yeah, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, 230 at least. Oof, He's cut. That's, yeah, I mean – I like what I've seen a lot. Um, I've seen him more than most of the guys at the top just because of college basketball stuff. And UConn is not UConn from last year, but they're still talented and good at the college yeah. level. And that will – I think he'll probably – he's a candidate for getting some helium late in the process if UConn goes on another run like they did last year. Um, not that that would matter a ton to be, people like me and you, but he might get more attention if he starts to play on those, I think it, uh, I think stages. it will matter more this year because the college – there's no super there established college star. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I mean, the, the guy who was – generally seen as maybe that breakout was Isaiah Collier at the college level preseason. Mm-hmm. He was the guy mm-hmm. that was kind of up there with Holland and other guys. And like, he's still kind of in that range. Is he, would he be in the next group guy or two? He's in the same that? group, but okay. he, he's just not been, he hasn't, he hasn't been like a, I don't know. USC has been like a nightmare. Yeah. This is, that, that's a college thing, but USC has been like disappointingly bad on every level this year. Like they, they should be really good, especially their guard. Like Boogie Ellis is not a prospect prospect, but he's like 23, 24. And like, is a good, they might have three and, first round picks and they're like bad. Yeah. It's, it's very, and uh, Jalen Johnson's brother is on the team. Good prospect. Well, yeah. I want you to guess. So I, I took, I did, I just did a mock draft on uh, fanspo.com before this. And for eight, I took Stefan Castle for the Hawks. And at 23, I took Kobe Johnson, Jalen's brother, because uh, of course they'd take him there. Yeah, because of and look, I like I like 
I like Kobe Johnson. I love Kobe. So, I had saying, Kobe uh, top 10 before his shooting fell off, so... I think he's probably the guy I get asked about the most because the Hawks mm-hmm. fans just know he's Jalen's brother. So it's like, hey, Jalen, can we, can we have another Jalen, please? I'm like, yeah. He's not quite Jalen, but like, I, I like him quite a bit. So He is um, one of the best, one of the highest and most consistent steal percentage guys in recent history of college basketball. He's 6'6", and he's got like a 4.8 career steal percentage. It's just crazy. That's, Which, that's like Alex Caruso level steal percentage in college. Alex Caruso, Beverly, uh, Anthony Melton level, like – steals and that always translates he's 6-6 he's a good secondary ball handler passer just at a high level but pretty good defender he could for like the first for like the first eight games this year he was shooting at a high level and then teams kind of made him they they like made him force him to take like off the dribble jumpers and it's just falling off a cliff yeah and he's and he's just for the for reference he's not the physical specimen that Jalen is he's three inches shorter probably um, yeah I mean he's a pretty good athlete though no he is I'm just saying Jalen was like Jalen uh, is a 6'9 freight train super athlete, and he's just not as big as Jalen in a lot of ways. No, so no. Um, anyway, that's a little a little sidebar, but he is – I agree with you. He's a first-round pick, not probably a top 8, 10 guy, but certainly uh, could be in the Hawks range, let's just say, and it would be very yeah. funny if they drafted him in a good way. I think it, I would enjoy that, especially in light of all the reporting over the weekend that the Hawks are building around Trey and Jalen. It's like, hey, uh, we have two untouchables, and now we're going to add yeah. another one. <laughs> Jalen's brother. Drafting um, somebody's brother is not nepotism if they're like good. If they're I good, mean, I, yeah. Kobe I mean, is good, yeah. It'd be different if he was like the 40th pick in the draft and they took him 25, but he he should be higher than that. Or um, if he was somebody's net, uh, somebody's cousin or or something, and they gave him a two way contract for multiple years, which has happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on, on Collier quickly before I move on because he's a, a pretty famous college player. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the book on Collier supposed to be, and what is he actually? Because I you know six so, six four lead guard kind of was the thought process. Yeah, he reminded me of Scoot in a lot of ways. The difference has been he is not taking any jumpers. Like the, he's ta- he's hitting okay, and okay percentage on like spot up threes. He's just like I don't know. There's something wrong. He's not settling for floaters or sixteen footers at all. Like you have to do that. He's just going for high degree to difficulty finishes, and like he's very good at those. But it's just not like. He's getting tricked by defenses way too much. He's not dictating things to defenses. Part of that is that he's sharing point guard duties with Boogie Ellis. And part of it is that they have really legitimately bad bigs. Like, yeah. they can, he can create all these open looks at dunk. When the guys can't catch a, a pass two feet from the rim and dunk, what are you going to do? But it's been – and they have no spacing. It's just been really bad. Like, he's had a really bad – about as bad a year as he could have had. And he's still, like, a positive player. But it's really hurt his candidate. Like, because if he doesn't shoot, if you don't shoot at six four, and you're a point guard, like Baron Davis shot jumpers, you know, we think yeah, of like Steve Steve, know, Fra- yeah. Steve Francis shot jumpers. Like we think you're, of these you're guys. Better, as, you're better off, especially if that's your if that's your game. You're better off shooting them and shooting a poor percentage than not shooting. Them. Yeah, you have to shoot. Like it's Ben. Sim- I mean, it's very different players, but like the Ben Simmons didn't shoot. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter about like Markel Fultz shoots jumpers. Right Still now, now in the NBA, yeah, I mean, yeah and he's, he's not of, very good at it. He, 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 st- he stopped when he like totally had the weirdness, but mm. like once he got back, he's not a good shooter, but he will take them. You have to shoot. That's the thing. Like, uh, and guys that don't shoot at all, this is a um, this is not the same exact reference, but um, a guy I like a lot, Trent Forrest is a is, is, is mm-hmm. ball, right? different. This is not a prospect thing, but Trent Forrest won't shoot. And that is that holds him back. Like he, he took yeah. a three the other day, and I was like, "Oh, Trey, Trey took a three. But like he just won't. And guys just don't get guarded. If you don't, if you won't yeah. shoot, if, if you're NBA, a five, like, if you're a five, you can get away with it. Sure, of course. You know, like or, or Jericho Sims doesn't have to yeah. shoot. 
Of course not. But if you're a perimeter player that has the ball in their hands, yeah. um, and, and especially because Collier can shoot. It's not, it's not like he can't shoot. Like, he's yeah. capable it's, of it's doing confusing. It. I don't understand it, it. That is a little bit weird. Um, I still so, believe yeah. in the – he's got kind of short arms. He's not super young. But I still believe in, like, the burst and the craft and the – just the, the mental stuff with him. It's just – I think he's just had a really, really awful year. It's just it looks really bad in general. I feel he's a top he's a lottery pick, but it's yeah. I mean, probably not a Hawks guy just because of the position and all. The, all yeah. they, they, they they already have Trey. They just drafted Buffkin. <laughs> like it's not going to happen. I don't think. But uh, someone to keep an eye on. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL season is wrapping up, but the playoffs are here, and there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, if you're a new customer, get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet at FanDuel. That's 150 in terms of bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is so easy to use. There's actually so, so many different ways to bet at FanDuel as well. They have live same-game parlays. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and, the best, and that's the best place to find the popular parlays offered at FanDuel. There's also ways to find things in the new Explore floor tab at FanDuel and they have all the old standards like point spreads, over-unders, money lines, player props, future bets, and much more. The app is safe and secure as well, and they cover the entire range of sports that you might be looking for. That includes the NFL, of course, college football, NBA, MLB, WNBA, college basketball, golf, tennis, soccer, auto racing, boxing, MMA. It's all there for you at FanDuel. They have all the angles on the Hawks as well, including a full set of offerings on each and every game, plus futures, player awards, and much more. And now is an awesome time to sign up with the folks at FanDuel Sportsbook. And the place to go is FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup with FanDuel. FanDuel. One more time, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I think a Hawks guy to look at, uh, he may not make it to them. Jacoby Walter from Baylor. He was on my list to ask you. So they would yeah. take, yeah. He was uh, the, the latest in the in, in the Baylor line of guards. Um, more of a mm, more of a big guard now. Is he, is he, is he a wing? He's a wing. a wing. Yeah. Okay. So 6'5-ish. Um, another, you know, Baylor is, always seems to cheering these guys out you know i was not the, the biggest counter george guy i probably pressed on not to be honest um I, he's been pretty good I, he's, I he's been, been okay good. Yeah, yeah for sure but what's the book on walter because like you just said he might be more of a hawks fit and he could be available somewhere in that he's region. more of a three and d i think he's more of a i don't want to directly compare him to kcp but i think that's going to be like his role like a classic 2000s two guard KCP, which is funny because like Green. he's gotten the bump into like the top five and some of the mainstream yeah and it's like KC, mm, kcp danny green uh, Ochai Abaji is a comparison I actually like. The difference is, this is Abaji if he'd come out as a freshman. Okay. Not not 22-year-old senior yeah. Abaji, who was fine. And Abaji's still fine. He's, he's in the a, NBA. He's, 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 he's the guy that he was supposed to be, basically, yeah. at the end. But like yeah. Jacoby, so Jacoby, I think he's the guy in a normal draft that I, I just not, he doesn't excite me at all. He doesn't have any big – there's not any big tools plays. There's not, any, there's not a whole lot of, like, real, like, superstar pop. But he's 6'5", and he is one of the better shooters in the draft. The defense is good. Like, he could probably start in the NBA. And so, like, top – like, 6'7", whatever. Like, I, I'm not going to say – I'm not going to say it's a bad pick, yeah. He's a guy – he's the guy who would be the late lottery for me most most years, maybe even, like, 17, 18. But yeah. There's just – this draft is just so barren with, like, <laughs> guys who – guys who deserve that, like – have that real intrigue as, like, stars. That yeah. at a certain point with this guy, it's just like, well, he's probably going to be good, so – and that's being good is, is a helpful. I mean, I was going to ask you yeah. earlier, and I, met, I held off on purpose. We talked about Kentucky very briefly earlier. Uh, they have the, the two guys that are kind of up there, and Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard. And Reed Shepard's this crazy story where he was like a he was a borderline. He's like a four star guy. Yeah, he was a four star. Yeah, he's a, a good prospect. Uh, by the way, he's the son of Jeff Shepard. Claim to fame for the Hawks. Jeff Shepard 
played 18 games in the NBA, all for the Hawks, and I remember being at one of them and people chanting for Jeff Shepard. So that's funny. Um, anyway, like Dillingham, Shepard, Kentucky discussion. I mean, Dillingham's usually higher. I still like, I, I still like DJ Wagner skill set. Yeah, to be fair. he's yeah. just been injured, and he was playing. He had this. This is a real issue. I said I need to get better with the draft stuff. People take it like the first two weeks are somehow more important than, and, and then the last two weeks are the most That's important weeks. Exactly. And DJ Wagner had the worst first two weeks he could have had. Then he had like four very, very good games. Then he got hurt. And now he's just coming back. Yep. So it's been, it's been a very, um, not the most ideal. And he hasn't, let, let's be honest. He has not, he is not a, he is not three years ago. He was the number one player in this class. Right. I was going to say he was a uh, very, very, and look, he's, he's, Dewan and Milton, the whole, the whole. He will be the first third generation NBA player, which is a cool thing, and I think he yeah, still will awesome. be there, and like he's a good player. But I think in general, people see Dillingham and Shepard as their two top guys now. Dillingham much was kind of supposed to be up there more. Shepard is a crazy story. I know our mm-hmm. uh, our, our guy Sam Vecini like loves Reed Shepard unconditionally. Um, I like him too. He had kind of a weird moment on Saturday. He had, he had a bad foul at the end of the game, but like super skilled guy. The shooting's been absurd. He's having kind of metrically, he's yeah, metrically he's having one of the best freshman seasons of all time. Yeah, like, he just can't miss a shot, which I think is uh, kind of real. Like no one's, he's not going to do this because it's just not yeah. possible oh, to he do this. Shoot. He but shoot. he's a really good shooter. Um, it's just whether he can do other the things. The idea of putting him in the top five to me is contingent on you thinking he's like 50% three-point shooter in the NBA. Which is like no, he's not. Yeah, but I mean, like, is he a Kirk Heiner level he's shooter? A, he's, he's a first rounder. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. If he's is he a is he a Kirk Heinrich level shooter? Um. Yeah, I think that's probably probably. Right. Yeah, then he's, he's probably isn't yeah, he bigger I mean, than Kirk Heinrich too? Just no, maybe a little bit. No, no, no. no. Kirk is six four. Kirk is How big. How big is Reed Shepard? Six two and a half, six three. Oh, okay, I'm wrong. I had him, I had six five in my head. Okay. No, he's six uh, two and a half, six three. If he, if you could convince me that he was a point guard, I'd be which, a lot higher on him. Yeah, I'm not. But probably not. But I did talk before about having the pop plays and having the – Reed has – like I do my draft classes on NBA 2K. Reed is the first guy since Javon Carter I've given 99 hands. Like He's got Jason Kidd hands, like Alex Caruso hands. Like He has great, great hands defensively. And that helps and that, when, you're, when, you're a lim, when you're a limited athlete and you're 6'2", yeah. 6'3", you kind of need to have some something like that, a calling card yeah. defensively. So he's absolute NBA player. I wouldn't take him top like eight. Sure. But, like, I don't know if you just. I'm thinking more Hawksy because they're not going to be in that range probably either, unless something goes yeah, crazy yeah. wrong. Um, and, yeah, not, not the best fit with Trey, probably, but, like, I get it. I think know. if you're looking for him to be DeAnthony Melton style player, I think that's maybe a better, like a better shooter. Although Melton's become a decent shooter. Or better like shooter, a, but uh, worse, worse defense. I mean, he's not going to be as yeah. good a defender as DeAnthony Melton. Javon Carter, but, like, you know, just a little juiced up. And D- Dillingham, by the way, is a, is a point guard. Like probably yes. not a Hawks guy because of that reason, but um, he's had a nice year, top ten, top tenish guy in this class probably. Top Dillingham's talent. Okay, so I said pop plays. Dillingham has he's probably the leader in college as far as just like crazy plays because he has. I mean, he's he's a Kyrie guy. Like he's very obviously a Kyrie guy. He well, uh, yeah. watches Kyrie. He studies <laughs> Kyrie. He does Kyrie stuff like with the ball in his hands. The only the real issue I have is he's six one maybe I'm six one he's probably and really, and, really than I am. and really thin too really yeah. thin he's put on some weight though but it's a lot of his shots in college are tough contested shots yeah which is not always and, a great sign yeah but but I, I think worst case he's like Bones Island and best case he's like quickly and I think quickly would be a top six seven pick in this draft so now for sure knowing what we yeah. know no question yeah. about that so. Yeah, I, I was resistant to the idea of Rob as like an elite prospect in this draft, but I, and he had a bad game today. But like, 
the talent at a certain point, he's just too talented to not have spend like a eight in the top eight to twelve, and so yeah. the, the talent is there. He's just really little. It's tough. The threshold for really little guards. There's not oh. as many of them as you think. I was going to say we uh, a guy that I know we talked about a couple years ago. Kenny Chandler is out of the league. Yep. Like, and that was a guy who people liked and I liked, and he's just so small. And it's crazy. Like some of the numbers that have been thrown out there about guys who are and and um, Dillingham is a little bit taller than that. Like he is six one, six two. He's not five eleven. He's six one. Yeah. But some of the small guard numbers, like some of the, some of the like the how few guys under six feet or six one or under actually even stick for me it's six two it's under six two six two and under that's the and if you're, how many how few of those guys even get drafted in the first round how few of those guys stick for more than a couple of years like the numbers are getting crazier and crazier again that's kind of why trey such a freak is that trey yeah. is that size and is incredible but like man it was a wake-up call it's probably it's again it's one player but when kenny chandler is just like gone after a year and a half and he had a guaranteed yeah. contract and he's just gone i'm like whoa like that's 40 inch vertical like incredible, but yeah but yeah, I think I've been talking about this before. I think the reason is that those guys for a long time were, if they weren't starters, they were backup point guards. Ish Smith, like, is a great yeah. example of like what and, a guy used to be, like a fifteen, and like, like a 10, twelve year backup point guard forever. Those guys you needed because you needed some, you needed more handling because you couldn't rely on other players. And now, right. Franz Wagner is a point guard. Paulo <laughs> yeah, exactly. is a whole guard. So yeah. why would you have a six foot guy out there who's just going to get targeted on defense when you could have a six seven guy do the same thing? That's exactly what it is, and um, because you don't need you don't need backup point guards. The backup point guard is in for twelve to fifteen minutes a game. Well, and some some teams desperately need them, and like if you if you don't have one, it can hurt you. But you're right that like a lot of teams used to have three. You know what I mean? They'd have yeah. a backup and a third guy. Now nobody's got three small guards. You have Lindsey Hunter and Chucky Atkins, exactly, uh, or whoever you want to pick. You know, um, but even with the Hawks just now, so the Hawks took the Hawks took Buffkin. And yeah, they view him as a combo, but I think he's been playing exclusively point guard in the G League for a reason. Like, I think that they're going to use him as a backup point guard eventually. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that, that won't be his his only role. But like, and Buffkin's six four, six five. Like, they're not going to be trying to play a five eleven guy behind Trey Young. They don't want. Yeah. They don't want to do that. They, it's they unfortunate because a lot of those guys are some of my favorite players. Of course, there's a guy just, in this draft. I'm a big fan of Taman Lipsy, who may not be in this draft. Iowa State guy who's six foot. He's uh, he can't shoot. But he's like a thirty-five assists, five steal percentage guy. And, you know, I love but those if, guys. But but if you're five eleven and you can't shoot, man, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. Sledding. But it's gotten better. But yeah, it's he's yeah. not a guy. It's guy in, in past drafts. I would have had like the top twenty. Like I had Malachi Flynn, and it's you just like, what has Malachi Flynn done? Yeah, yeah, you can't do it now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we sometimes get obsessed with actually how to change ourselves, so just expanding on what we're already doing right in our lives. Maybe you actually found organization in one part of your space and want to tackle another one right now or maybe you're taking supplements every morning and now you actually want to have breakfast as well therapy helps you find your strengths you can do the extreme resolutions help help make the changes and actually make them stick in your life therapy can be something to look forward to something make you feel and look grounded it can also give you the tools that that you need to manage everything going on in your life if you're thinking of starting therapy right now give better help a try it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your lifestyle and your schedule all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and actually match you with a licensed therapist at better help if you're a change therapist, they will help you do so at any time with no additional cost, and they make everything easy for you. Celebrate the, cro- the progress that you've already made with the folks at BetterHelp, and the place to go is BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. One more time, that's BetterHelp, better H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnNBA.
Before I let you get out of here, we should at least uh, mention a couple more names. Uh, Cody Williams, I think. I was going to say, he was the one guy I haven't asked you about that was like my top 10. And then I also have to ask about Ryan Dunn because, as you, I'm sure, know, I love Ryan Dunn. (laughs) It's it's an absolute lock that I would love Ryan Dunn. And here here we are. Cody's had a weird. uh, So he was a guy that he was a big. He got a bump. Like, it's it's unfair to say he got a huge bump in the high school rankings because he is. Jalen Williams' younger brother. Jalen Williams, J-Dub as on in, the Thunder. As in OKC, yes. Yes. As um, in the guy the Hawks wanted two years ago in the draft, and he didn't get that. As in the top five player. As in Joe Johnson Jr., Jalen wow. Williams. All right. I, that's, that's what he looks like to me. I'm, I'm he just He does the same kind of – oh, there's my cat. Hey, there's a cat. Um, <laughs> uh, she, um, but Cody got that done. And he's 6'8", like 195, like, and he has skill. Like He's always been a, a big prospect, but he got a bump. And I was really not a believer and then he really did not look very good in Colorado's first few games. And then he looked awesome. Like defense, awesome, transition passing. And then he got hurt. So it's like I'm waiting for him to come back because that's the guy who might jump up if he keeps playing like how he was playing. Hitting yeah. hitting threes, transit like scoring, going crazy in transition, defense just flying around making plays. Like he looked great. I know you don't um, look at this kind of stuff, but um a lot on purpose because it probably doesn't help you. Uh he is number three right now on ESPN's board. I get it. Again, so I, I, I get it. Like I feel like he and Reese Shea are guys. Well, a big thing for me, it's kind of why I was really high on Taylor Hendricks, other than just the play, is that you got to look at like how what guys are teams going to get in a workout and fall in love with. And like Cody Williams is that guy. Yeah, Reese Shea is that. that guy. I mean, Joe Alexander was that guy. But you know what I mean. Like, and I feel like <laughs> NBA yeah. teams are better at that now than they used to be. But like that is true. Taylor Williams most is things. that guy. But yeah, that's a good. It's a good. I can definitely see that. And I've like what I've seen from him. They were. Uh, I, unfortunately for Cody Williams, I watched part of that Arizona game and they lost like a hundred the other night. Hey, and I watched part did, of that did he game. play? I don't think he played. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he played. And I don't think he played. Maybe part of the reason why they didn't, because I, I turned it on and I, they were already down by 25 and I was like, I'm going to not watch this. I don't think uh, Tristan De Silva played either. There were other, he did not. Uh, and they got draft prospects. Yeah. Um, anyway, main event, of course, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Dunn is built in the lab for me to like, for people to, that may don't know anything about him. He's from Virginia. Um, I'm sure the worst uh, actually that's not that's not not fair Um, people that don't like DeAndre Hunter are going to get mad that I like (laughs) Brian Dunn Uh, they're not the same player by any means but they're 6'8 guys from Virginia so that's going to be this is a a Hawks crowd Brian it is what it is Brian Dunn is he's a 6'8 Bible is the best way to describe him yeah his defense is absurd and his offense is a giant question mark in the NBA the thing is though if he measures in at 6'9 220 he's a center he's like Paul Reed I he might be. He's big. Paul like Reed he, with more with more perimeter defense would be a very interesting player, yeah, and that's what yeah. he'd be. Maybe, yeah. I can kind of I can kind of dig that. I mean, he might be a guy that if like he has a couple of good offensive games in the tournament or something like that, he'll get up there. But like, does he still have? I know at one point I know you track stuff religiously. His stock numbers were just like completely they dropped. They dropped a little. He's still getting one or two a game though of each one. Because wasn't it like wasn't he averaging like six socks a game for the first like uh, season? Some some absurd uh, number like that. I, when I first did my per thirty sixes in early in mid in like December twelfth, December thirteenth, he had he was averaging seven point four <laughs> stocks per thirty six, so which stupid. is insane. Yeah, which is like dope. legitimately unbelievable. Look right now and see what he's at because he's still he's he's just he's a, like just ability to rotate and like he can't. But I'm sure everybody probably knows this. He he can't really shoot right now. No. Um, he's shooting. Yeah, he's two of eight from three this year. He doesn't take him. He doesn't take why, him. Uh, why take him when you can do dunks? By the way, this is a crazy. This is a crazy stat. I wonder. I'm sure you'll have this number eventually. Right now, Ryan Dunn is a projected top 20 pick at the very least on most boards, and Ryan Dunn attempts five shots per game. <laughs> five uh, attempts per game. 
10.1 block percentage, 4.7 steal percentage. That's nuts. Now, part of that is that Virginia plays still glacially slow, so the numbers are a little bit higher than that on the per 36, which is why you're doing that, which is better. But, um, yeah, it actually makes it even crazier that he does that per 36 uh, and also per game numbers because, like, they play, they play so slow. They play so yeah. slow. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, I love Ryan Dunn. I'm not saying it's going to work. Um, but, look, for what the Hawks need, Ryan Dunn would be interesting, and he'd be in their range because, yeah, offensively it may not be great, but they don't need offense. Yeah. <laughs> They need defense. He's he's just a, he's legitimately game changing. It's just like a one foot in the paint, cover ground, yeah, out and to he's the three point line chop blocker. To be to be fair, like I've never been the biggest Thibel guy as an overall value in the NBA. I st- I'm still not, but Thibel is an NBA rotation player. Like also Thibel is six foot five. Yeah, and also I, I know you talked about this a lot back then. People didn't really understand that Thibel on ball wasn't particularly good. Doesn't it's matter. That, it's just that, I know I know it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. Yeah. It was his awful stuff's great, but like Ryan Dunn is what three inches taller and twenty pounds heavier at least, yeah. yeah. And like he could be a um, on ball maven too. Like he could kind of he might be able to do it all on defense, which would be kind of scary. <clears throat> Again, offensively might be a problem, but that's why he's available at maybe fourteen versus five. I, these are these are things I take. This is stuff I do sort of to. I, I mostly do it kind of to order my own thoughts about these guys to get them all on paper and see them. But when I make my draft stuff on two K. They, they have a little, like, player descriptors, and Ryan Dunn is hybrid defender. And it's like, yeah, that's accurate. He's a hybrid defender. Hybrid He's defender just... sounds right for Ryan Dunn. Um, yeah. Anyway, I had, to make sure, I had to make sure we get to him. Uh, who have I not asked you about? Anybody that you want to talk about? Oh, we can talk about Bronny if you want to. That's a prominent name, of course. Tijan Saloon from there. France, the other guy from Cholet, who's just kind of like a less polished, little jerkier Risa But he's got a weird follow-through, and he's got a weird-looking jumper, but it goes in, and he's – huge like he's 610 plus he's another one of these guys france keeps pumping out these ryan repair looking guys who look like dominant english like these mutants i don't yeah. know what they're doing over there it's, it's in the but if, if half those guys hit they're gonna be they're gonna have the best olympic team in the world um, um i actually and not to just I, i'm not trying to do this because he's a famous person i think Bronny would be a good fit with the hawks Yes, I, I like Bronny. I would still take Bronny first round. Bronny's good. He's been good. He just hasn't played much because he's he yeah, didn't play basketball I, for Yeah, we all get the deal there. Months. Yeah, and also, you know, I, I think that it's hard to, for, to, to divorce Bronny versus the perception of all the whole thing. But, like, mm. Bronny does all the little things. That's the, th- the thing about Bronny is, like, he's a good defender. He passes the ball very well. He knows how to play. Things the Hawks might He's be- a very good spot-up shooter. Yeah, think, I'm, not, I'm not saying uh, what they're you know probably in the 20s would be at the at the moment. I don't think Bryce going to go super duper high at the moment, but he mm-hmm. like he could he could come on. I wouldn't surprise me. I just wish the conversation was different about him. But like I, I do think objectively, take put take it all out. I think Bryce would be a good fit with what the Hawks need. And also, there's a there's a reasonable chance that if you draft him, you get retirement year LeBron. So, that would you know. be nice. Um, I think you know LeBron and Trey get along. That would be good. Um, so like, but people year. people say that as like it's a like it's a demerit. But like, no, you pick not. a guy in their twenties and he gets you, you'll sell out every game for if LeBron comes there. Also, LeBron is still really good. Yeah, and then he's then guess what that 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 co- that selection is paid for itself. <laughs> like, oh yeah, of course. And look, and again, I know you're, just to be clear. You like Bronny as a first round pick, independent of all of that. Like Bronny's yeah, he's a good, he's a good, good prospect. Player. He's yeah. a real, he's a real player. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I the only other guy, I, 
uh, there's two guys I want to mention. Uh, one is is no, is a known prospect who I am a, a little biased. I'm a big fan of my my good friend Khalil Ware. I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, the Indiana thing, center the, folks, and Brian's an Indiana guy, so there's the that. thing about him that was really last year. He just played. He played so passively. Yeah, and it was he quit so quickly, and this year he's been like the shot selection can still be iffy. He can shoot, but the shot selection has been iffy. But the thing I've been really impressed with Khalil with Khalil Ware is he's playing like a center. If that makes sense. He's, he's yeah. pushing people around physically. He did a thing that Lively did last year. I was not a big Lively guy coming into the year, but Lively was the only guy who was able to kind of guard Zach Eady straight up, just take, take his hits in the chest and actually like contest the shots. And, Ly- and, and Ware did the same with Hunter Dickinson and Donovan Klingon. Like They both outweigh him severely, and they both shot like I – think, I think what Klingon was like four of eight against him, and I think Hunter was like two of 11. Like Hunter did not play well no. against Khalil Ware at all, no. which is – um, and that's yeah, a good test for him. Like, I, did, he, I did not love wear it, Oregon. I just didn't. But, like, I see it. I see it now. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a different guy. He's just playing better anyway. Object, which is what you're saying. He's just He's been he's been different this year. But I kind of do see it now. I don't know how high I'll end up with him. I've seen him probably play. Honestly, maybe top five most in the whole class because he, <laughs> he, plays, he plays in the Big Ten and it is yep. what it is. Um, and there's no Michigan guys in this class at all. So uh, Unless Doug feels like wasting money and leaving. I, I like Doug. Um, you know, I I, I kind of like Khalil Ward too. Brian, I shouldn't say not. This is the first time in three years the Hawks could draft a center. Mm-hmm. They might actually do that. It wouldn't like totally stun me if they did. Um, I lost my I lost my camera. So if you're watching on YouTube, my apologies. Um, <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, I'm not going to try to plug it back in for the last two minutes of this podcast. But um, anyway, that is kind of well the one other guy i have yeah, lottery but, that that nobody talks about is my boy aj mitchell at us us uc santa barbara who i am a huge fan of in this class in this context 64 200 and is uh i don't know where the numbers are now but uh, two or three weeks ago there somebody put out a list of this is a great description of what he is of self-created field goal attempts at the rim and he was three ahead of anyone else on the list hmm, like he is know. a slasher Awesome passer. Defense is pretty good. 6'4", probably he's probably 205, 210. Long arms. He is – is he Belgian? I forget where he's from. But it's A-J-A-Y Mitchell. A-J, one word, Mitchell. Uh, UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. Let's look he, I'm a huge fan. There's a lot of uh, big combo guards in this class. Yeah, he's Belgian. Um, big combo guards in this class, like Trey Alexander from Creighton, AJ, Bronny, all those kind of guys. I've always Trey Alexander, and he's not having a he's great year. He's yeah. been fine. Um, I've always liked him. Still a guy that I would take probably, what, top 35, 40, something yeah. like that. Uh, um, Kylan Boswell is one of those guys. Zeke Mayo from South Dakota State. Tyrese Proctor, kind of. And uh, I like AJ the most with all those guys by a huge margin. He's just really fun. He's really physical guard, long arms. Really awesome, just like crafty finisher. The pull-up shooting has gotten much better. He's had to do it more. Passing is good. Defense. He just looks like a guy who should be a third guard for somebody. Like a maybe not Brogdon, but like that kind of like this is this is your third guard. And third guards have real. I mean, third guards if you're good make real money too. Like those are also he's a lefty. So I'm biased. That's why you like him in the end. No, I'm kidding. Um, I have not as many lefties this year. Yeah, I was going to say, there aren't, there, I was trying to think, I, I, as I said that, I was like, who's left-handed in this class? Um, okay, that's a pretty good rundown. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we'll, I'm going to beg you to come on. Kwame uh, Evans is left-handed. Okay. Uh, I think Tyler Kolek is left-handed. Let me look. Uh, Tyler Kolek, yeah, I guess that's right. 
Tyler Smith, the G League Ignite is left-handed. Hunter Dickinson. <laughs> he does not count. Uh, I, I had yeah. to laugh. Uh, I, I, this is, I'm, I'm not picking. I mean, I, that, I, I don't, I don't dislike him more than I dislike Zach Eady's NBA draft prospects. So I was, I actually, I literally was about to ask you because I saw Zach Eady in the lottery in a prominent place this week, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand. And look, I like Zach Eady as a college player; he's great. And I, honestly, I think I like Zach Eady as an NBA player more than you do. <laughs> but I don't, I still don't really see it. I see, <laughs> I, get a I, shot. He's a second round pick. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a second round pick. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, and I think that actually makes sense. And I think that he could be a backup center. I, I do think that could happen. I just don't. He probably has a better forward. shot at it than Luka Garza does. I agree with he's that. Just bigger. He's, he's just, just so bigger. huge. I mean, that's the thing with yeah. Not to go down the rabbit hole entirely on on Edie, but he's so big that I think he might be able to defend in a way that a lot of these a lot of this kind of guy just can't. Like Drew Timmy could never defend at me a level. No chance. It's never happened. No. Um, but Zach Edie, it's not going to be drop coverage and like standing under the rim, but like he's so big. I hate the like. Oh, he's just big about Zach Eady. It's like, yeah, he's big, but like he's actually very, very good at basketball. He's well, he's the ultimate. He's just big. Of course. He's but like I mean, the old he's, cares, he's, though. Like, Isaac Haas, Isaac Haas and, and uh Kofi Cooper and all fused together. I mean, yes, but Eady. like the idea like people thinking it's like a novel concept to be like, oh, if he was only six eight, he wouldn't be that good. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like the, who cares? He's if not with six one, he wouldn't be that good. So Correct. yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, all right, we're off the rails. Thank you for doing this, Brian. Uh, please plug all of what you do. I know you are covering draft things year-round, which is why you're my first call every time we talk, we talk about the draft on this podcast. But what's going it's on? Same stuff I always do. Just, do it again. Uh, Patreon.com slash BrianJMBA. <laughs> I'm going to get my capsule board out. That is patrons only for a while just because I just – it's in work in progress. I don't want to put it out. To buy. And also I want to give people who pay me money a reason to pay me money. <laughs> um, I'm planning on doing some little write-ups. I did one about like, because there's so few pre-draft guys. I did one about like the older guys, like Kevin McCuller, Dylan Jones from Weber state who I like. Uh, God, who else was on that? Oh, so Godaro, my son. Oh yeah. Just a bunch of like guys who are Xavier Tillman types. Like this guy's like 22, <laughs> but he could probably play 15 minutes for you if you want him. So, um and yeah i'm gonna have more stuff about like just i want to write the other real killer of this class is that they're for about three weeks there are a bunch of interesting new guys to watch and i was like "Ooh, who's who's this guy and then they all kind of fell off the cliff like bub carrington stopped hitting 40 percent from three yeah that got he's been a little better there was a lot of buzz about him for about a week like you just said i saw i was like i'd say about three weeks about three weeks Uh, yeah, but it kind of uh, peaked and then it went away. That's turns cool. out you you have to take you can't take less than ten percent of your shots at the rim, even in college. That's not going to work. No. You, you got to get to the rim. Yes. Um, but he's also the youngest, and he's like the second youngest player in college basketball. He's younger than Holland, I think. I think he's like at September 05 birthday, so he's got time to figure it out. Yeah. He needs to do two years. He needs to do two years. That's fine. That's okay. I I, I have determined myself to not, especially guards, because I wrote off. Quickly was a guy I kind of wrote off. Quentin Grimes was a guy I kind of guy I kind of wrote off after their after their first well, years. Everybody did with Quentin yeah. Grimes. He just kind of fell and then the earth. they had significantly better years, and I just kind of ignored it. And I'm going to try not to do that as much. That's something I've tried to be better at. If a guy, like almost saying like I wipe the slate clean for all the returners, like if a guy was horrible as a freshman comes back and starts playing well, I'm not going to. Well, you know he played bad last year. Podjemski was kind of like that. Yeah. It's probably yeah. good to have a fresh start, and like, there's this conversation that's happening all the time, and we'll get out of here, I promise. About like, <laughs> you know, there's age, and then there's like, there's this whole narrative about four-year guys now. Again, it's kind of making the rounds like uh, that. That's like impossible to be a four-year guy. So like, when some when somebody actually does it, it's like this is the first time there's been a four-year. Like, no, like four-year guys work sometimes. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> age still matters, but like, you know, it doesn't mean also, you can't get better. Year matters more than age. Cause like, I, I, again, I don't want to be a guy who shits on Brandon Miller all the time because he's good. <laughs> he's been, he's he been pretty good. But like the, the thing with him, people talking about him like a latent superstar, he, he is almost, he's, what is he like 13 months older than Patrick Williams or younger than Patrick Williams? Who's a fifth year guy or whatever? Who's got? He's about to get his. He's about to get one hundred and thirty million dollars. Uh. Oh Lord! Uh, and Brian's a Bulls fan, folks. Um, all right, let's get out of here. I'm gonna let you go. Thank you for doing this, my friend. I appreciate it. We always go longer than I tell you that we're going to. So thank I you know. I, I expect it. <laughs> As for everybody else, please subscribe to the podcast. Check out Brian's work at Patreon in particular. I'm a patron there. You should be as well. And we'll see you all next time.